the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. We've got some show updates for you. First of all, Sean Thompson's show YouTube is been suspended. I didn't parrot the propaganda. Pointed out the obvious. The blind mice have no answers. They don't like that. The fascist scum that run the World Wide Web in conjunction with the Democrat Party. By the way, it's owned by Google now. Google, the evil Google. They're like the Goldman Sachs of the Internet. They, uh, they don't like... When you speak against the state and propaganda. So you can find me now on 560 AM The Answer YouTube channel and Facebook and streaming on the website. At 530 today, subsidized students in costumes, probably roided up or not, will be chasing balls. See, they, they get to still play all their sports. Granted, the, the, the Chicago teachers, they don't want to be around the kids. But when they can make money off of putting these kids in, in costumes to chase balls, then it's okay. And go ahead. So that's going to be on today at 5.30, and I will only be streaming and on Facebook and on uh, YouTube after that. So these are some of the updates, but you need to know them. And while we are getting started, there's a lot to talk about, but we have to address the Chicago Teachers Union. I have a different perspective on it. You're lucky that your kids aren't in those indoctrination camps taught by those jelly donut connoisseurs waiting to go on break how many of them have been charged with harassment of the kids sexually how many of them are doing their job just turn on the news tonight at 10 o'clock and take a look at the product the chicago teachers union produces between the carjackings and the murder and the mayhem in fact the only thing they're really producing is chaos so if you have a good kid the best thing you could do for that kid is keep it out of that sewer school system Taught by the Marxist Mafia, Sharky, and the rest of them. Not all of them, though. And this is the good news about the vote. It turns out there's only 73% of the Chicago Mafia teacher union that are hardcore communists, Marxists, fascists of a different kind. And they want time off. They're going to go to Puerto Rico in floppy hats and shoot uh, TikTok videos. There's about 27% of the teachers that are good teachers. They want to do well. And I, I'll tell you what, that's, that's not a bad number. I thought it would be 10%. It's nice to see that 27% of the teachers want to go to work. But that leads me to believe, to go, to go into the issue with all of these extortion mafia, labor unions and unions of all kinds. When I comment on unions, people think, oh, he, he has no idea what he's talking. Oh, I do. On all sides of it. On all sides of it. I've been on all sides of the union business. The vast majority of the workers are good guys. Start out like good guys. It's not until they're intimidated. It's not until they're corrupted. It's not until they learn 
that their goal from there on is to figure out how not to work. Mediocrity at extremely high prices is the real model. They disincentivize achievement. How could you have any other union around? It's obviously communism. They're not interested in producing the best for the, for the cheapest cost or for the, the best for the consumer. They're interested in getting the most and working the least. So the idea that this vote was going to go any other way than it did is ridiculous. And they paid off their political whores to run cover for them. That's why 94% of the union dues goes to one party, the Democrat Mafia Party. So I'm not shocked by this at all. And if you have a kid in that system and you cannot afford to send your kid to a private school, then take the time to teach your kid yourself. This is a gift. After all, what is the answer by these scoundrels, these scumbags that are in charge uh, uh, when they are asked about the crime and the, and, the, and the break-ins and the carjackings and the murder? Well, it's because school's up. So what they're in essence saying is, when school's in session, your kid is stuck with all the criminals. So look at it as a blessing. I was listening to a Chicago teacher's mom who depends on this, the education system in Chicago. I think she's mistaken. I could be wrong, but I think she should be optimistic that her kids are not in school with the gang-banging scum. Tell us what the impact is on your children from this decision. Uh, right now, my children are at home, and they're doing nothing. Well, that's your fault, honey. That is your fault. I, I don't understand any of this. When I was a parent, when my kids were little, I couldn't wait for them to be home. I couldn't wait for them to be home. We'd go to the zoo. We would sit around. We would talk. We would talk about history. We'd talk about that. What is this thing now? Where people don't want to do a damn thing when it comes to their kids. You know, it's a philosophy that carries on through most of the Democrat positions. They obviously could give a rip about these kids. They destroy their future. They destroy their opportunity. They destroy the benefit of being in this country. And now when they have time to be with their kids and teach them the right things, you have access to everything at your fingertips. Your phone has more information on it than any school library ever did. You have an opportunity now to teach your kids everything. The, the society should be smarter, better, more efficient at everything. Instead, the regressives, the Marxist scum, have talked people into dumbing down and going on the government cheese. So when I hear a mom say this, that's a terrible, terrible attitude for a parent to have. It's disgraceful. They're not learning. They're not experiencing any um, socialization. Nothing. What? what and was that a new word? What was it where? Socialism. Huh? The impact on, on your family uh, on the whole in terms of going to work and living your life. Well, in terms of calling off my job at 11 p.m. last night, it's not a good situation. So I'm missing a day of work and my children are not in school. It's very hard on my family right now. So given the fact that. So is school school or is school daycare? I'm just curious. Is that what we're looking at? Because, you know, there are, there are some things going on here with the Chicago schools. Oh, in fact, they're open. So you could drop your kid off there. They could be intimidated by the gang-banging scum. And everything will be the same. Well, the debate over whether it is safe to be in the classroom rages on within Chicago public schools. The teachers union is set to hold a vote today that could move classes to remote learning. MC finds Lisa Chavarria live from City Hall this morning. And Lisa looks like the union and CPS not exactly on the same page about this. 
That's right. They're they're not. The mayor is standing her ground saying that she believes that students should be inside of their classrooms where the district CEO, he's expected to be speaking here at City Hall a little bit later this morning. He also feels that there are enough precautions that are in place that students can stay in those classrooms safely. But the Chicago Teachers Union says there isn't enough testing or good enough masks to get them through this latest COVID surge. That's why the union is expected to vote today to determine if teachers want to switch to remote learning without authorization from the district. CTU says this is not a walkout or a strike, but that classes would go remote starting tomorrow through the 18th. Again, this is if it's approved by the... Classes are remote, schools are open, and you could drop your kid off there to learn absolutely nothing, which the only difference is he doesn't have to stare at a teacher sitting there waiting to go on lunch. That's the only real difference. But for the mom to be upset because the kid is not in the system, is she upset because the kid is not learning in which she could solve that issue? Or is she upset because she has to stay at home with the kids? And are we going to wrap that into some sort of new parenting technique? I think this is a blessing. I want to know why I'm wrong. The U.S. taxpayer dollars, $122 billion, went to make sure that schools were modified so that they would be safe to return to. Your taxpayer dollars, everyone else's as well. What would you say to the Chicago Teachers Union right now about that and about their responsibility? Oh, honey, they took their money and they stole it. They hired their phony baloney relatives and donors to go through and clean with Lysol, and they paid them eight times what normal is. See, this is how it works in Chicago. Then they bought the HEMPA filters. Oh, you got to buy the HEMPA filters. They bought the filters from their cousin Guido. And then they pretended, ooh, look at this, it's all clean. And then we got the lighting systems, that's going to go in. Who sells that? Oh, my cousin Phil. Okay, if cousin Phil sells it. And that $120 billion is Gonesville. Gone. And then it turns up in the, in, in the coffers. See, that's how that really works. None of this has to do with the kids. After all, you're teaching them $28,000 worth of education a year. Have you looked at a Chicago news report? You tell me if the citizen went to school for $28,000 worth. I would say that CEO Martinez put it eloquently. The science backs up our children are safe in school. Our children need to be in school. With The last thing the Chicago Democrat wants is an educated student, is an educated citizenry. Our people, citizens that are not dependent on government cheese, because if there were, they would take a look at what the Chicago political pimp and whore is doing. And they would be disgusted. In fact, they would realize the real problem in the city of Chicago is the politics, is the corruption, is the failure, is the phony contracts, is the status quo, is the hundred-year Democrat mafia that's been destroying a once great city, so much so that you can't even get a U-Haul to get you the hell out of there. Last thing they want are smart people. They need morons. After all, how many elections could they rig? masks with social distancing they're doing everything they can to keep these kids safe in school there's no reason for them to be at home my kids are being held hostage at home i think your kids are lucky i think your kids are lucky when the answer is to why is society collapsing why is there so much crime why are there so many carjackings and shootings well the kids aren't in school do you really want your kids commingling with those kids 312-642 5600. You tell me where I'm wrong. I'll be back after this. $28,000 per student. 
in the city of Chicago. $28,000 per student is what the society pays. vast majority of the people who uh, send their kids to, to public schools in Chicago, I'd like to know if they're property owners that bear those taxes. And sure, you could say they're renters. And I wonder how many of them really are. So the system is, is failed. The silver lining of this entire atrocity called a government reaction to the Fauci-invested flu, the silver lining is you got a, a window into exactly how they're propagandizing, how they're indoctrinating, how they're destroying the youth of this country through Marxist ideology, communist misinformation, and sheer laziness. That's why the, it's, a, it's the greatest blessing in the world is when your kids are not forced to be in this system. Now, do you have to take initiative? Absolutely. But shouldn't you do that anyway as a parent? Shouldn't you do that anyway as a parent? I guess it does explain the separation in society. It really isn't based on race. It's not based on income. It's based on character, as it's always been. And those people with the least amount of character want to do the least for the most. Kind of sounds like virtually every union motto. That's the way I see it. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? Good. You know, I was listening to that lady on the phone, and my, here's my take. I think if I were a parent, I would have to take, take, some, take a little initiative. I mean, I know one or two parents are working. One of them before or even after school can break out a book or two and study with them, math or English, because basically the school system... And the city in Chicago in general don't care. And you wonder in the long term, where is this going to go with math and reading scores in comparison to other countries in the world? What do you think? Well, Robert, they have to cook the numbers on the test scores. They cannot compete, so they must lower what acceptability is. They're Mm -hmm. lowering the standards. They've Mm -hmm. been doing that for decades. Because you cannot judge the kids who are educated in CPS compared to the kids who are educated in the Montessori schools, in the private schools, in the Catholic schools, whatever. They can't compete. There's mm. all but, what, a handful? There's there a handful of, of public schools that have decent test scores and decent academics. So what they've done is dumb down society. It's not just Chicago. It's every Democrat mafia sewer. But yet these are where the, the student costs are the highest. Why? It's nothing to do with the kids and everything to do with the teacher union. The teacher union has corrupted the government, and they will be paid exorbitantly. And their buildings will be paid exorbitantly to maintain, to clean. And those contracts will be given to insiders. It is a giant scheme. It has nothing to do with education. And the way that you Uh hurt this system is by non-participation in it. So if you have a kid and you may not afford it, you're better off homeschooling. It's been evident for a year and a half. I don't yep. know why we're fighting this. The greatest thing you could do is strip this Marxist mafia away from getting that $28,000 by removing your kid, Robert. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Mike Hammond, Indiana. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sean. Anytime. Yeah, I, 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 I'm amazed that anybody's surprised that this is going on. What, what did anybody ever think was going to happen? And there's going to be another variant, another variant. You know, the uh, Biden administration and Mayor Triple Threat have been in bed with the, the teachers' unions, or, you know, forever. So now forever. everybody's shocked because, oh, my God, they, they're done on school. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, you, you, nobody takes a look at exactly how much money we've thrown in these bottomless pits of despair. Nobody looks at the contracts. I don't care if you look at the lunch contract, the milk contract, the cleaning contract. They have an agreement oh, in the city okay. of Chicago. If you do work on one of the buildings, but your bill is less than $10,000, 
Nobody reviews it. So how many of these wannabe gangsters go in there and pretend to pour Drano down a sewer, charge it for rotting the plumbing for $9,500? How much of that do you think goes on? I'd say a ton oh, of it. It, 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 it. Yeah, all over. All over. And, and this thing with, with, with Corona, do you know how much money, how many billions, forget millions, we're past millions. Yeah. How many billions were wasted on a bunch of mopes walking around with a mop pretending to do something different than they did the week before. It's disgraceful and disgusting. And that's why it's a scam and it needs to be broken. You want to educate kids, well, you want to every- do that, socialist? Then give everybody the vouchers so they can go to get an exactly. education by people who want to teach them. Because these teachers that voted no, you're done. You should all be fired. Here's the good news. You got, the, I mean, you got tomorrow off just the way you want it. Thank you, Mike. I mean, the voucher is the key. The voucher is the key to this whole thing. And, you know, $28,000, you could buy a lot of education for $28,000 anywhere. The best private schools, grade schools, what do they cost? Eight grand? Nine grand? Yeah, yeah. You're paying three and three and a half times? It's preposterous. It's a scam that keeps on giving. It's got the phony virtue of raising the kids. In the meantime, who's running the schools? Street gangs and unions. Yeah, that should work out perfectly. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the call. Danny, Northwest Burbs. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Hey, I was just thinking that woman that called in and she was, uh, you know, her kids are at home and they're not doing nothing. You know, maybe we go a little lighter on her only because, you know, she's not a teacher. I get it. I get your point that you're making that, yeah, you could open a book and she could teach them. But she's not a teacher, just like I'm not a doctor. And, you know, everybody does their job. So, Danny, can I, I ask you a question? Maybe, can, I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you? And you yeah. don't have to give me exact. How, how old are you? I'm close to 60. All right. Do you remember when we were kids? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little younger than you, right? But do you remember when we were kids? Yes, sir. What would happen if, and I was raised by a mother. What would happen if when uh, your mother walked in the door, you were doing nothing, sitting on the couch eating popcorn, <laughs> watching Barney Miller? What would your mother do? There was none of that. Okay. <laughs> then maybe we need, you know, Danny, this is, we, we know the answer, Danny. We lived in the answer. Yeah. The answer is responsibility, and it's the right thing told by your parent. By your parent. Can you imagine being a kid, watching your mother say, it's terrible. He's sitting at home doing nothing. There's nothing to do. Can you imagine this? And then the kid goes, yeah, yeah I, you know what? I don't have to do nothing. I'm entitled to everything. And in there lies the problem. You get home, your kid's sitting on the couch watching TV and popcorn. You slap him in the back of the head and say, get off your ass and do something worthwhile right now. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, I, yeah I get it. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, you can yeah. open a book. You can read. You can try, But my kids passed me up in math, like high school. I couldn't, I couldn't help anymore. They, they were beyond me. That's how it should so, be. You ain't going to worry yeah. about that. You, you, hopefully your grandkids will do the same thing. But if you have these people in charge, let me tell you something. You're going to have yeah. to be watching them. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate the call. Hey, thanks, man. Andy, Naperville. Hey, how are you, Sean? Good, Andy. How are you? Just ha- good, good. Hey, just had a comment on the CPS teachers. They're supposed to live in Chicago, but many of them live in the uh, suburbs, and there's, there's no control. There's no... Uh, Andy, would uh, you live in Chicago? I guess I wouldn't, but... <laughs> I mean, you know, think I about don't. that whole system. I'm from a neighborhood like that, too. Oh, you want to work for the village, you got to live here. Well, what does that have to say? you got to hold me hostage? Why do you got to hold me hostage? You've made it so bad. No decent. I don't want to live there. And here, they, they pretend that this, this system works, and over 50% of the Chicago teachers send their own kids to private school. What does that tell you? Well, what yeah, they know is that. it's yep. a scam, brother. 
and I don't want it to it be a is. scam. Believe me, I want it to work, but it's not going to work if we keep sticking the, 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 the fork into the outlet and expect not to get shocked. You want it to work? Yeah, but Break the back of this communist union. Break the back. Right. My offer to you is you're this. Right. Nothing. Now you're all locked out. We start all over again. Thank you, Andy. I'll be back with the rest of your phone calls. 312-642-5600. You know, when you think about the monopoly stronghold... The municipal unions have why would they not strike i mean what what's the what's the worst repercussion they could face nothing absolutely nothing it's the beauty of the mafia stronghold the municipal unions from teacher to all the rest of them have on our government well they paid for it they own these whores you might as well get them to sing and dance get up on the table and take it off baby i paid you now, you will shut up, and you will cover for me, no matter what. And looking back to that um, ARP money, does the White House wish that there was more oversight in where that American Rescue Plan funding went since the president said yesterday? Where'd the money go? Hundreds of billions to these schools. Now you go on break. What happened? You give the money back? No, your teachers ring it in, baby. You got to love it. You got to love it. And you got to love the fact that many of them send their kids... To private schools. That's my favorite part. Don in Bloomingdale. You nailed it, Sean. It would be like going to your favorite restaurant and finding out that the chef never eats the food there. It's the same thing. It's <laughs> awesome. 54% of these people don't send their kids to the same system they work in. And to top it off, they don't even have to pay in the Social Security. We gravy them on that one, too. I mean, it's unbelievable. And what's offensive is they're going on a reputation that most of us adults have in our, in our minds of teachers before the 1990s. Yep. Of teachers back then that had that, that notion they wanted to teach kids how to think, not what to think. And yep. really since the 90s, it's been when it's really clamped down, when you got that new wave of Marxist-friendly totalitarian collectivists pretending to be teachers. You listen to this scumbag Sharky, whose father-in-law... He lives in a $2 million house, this scumbag Marxist pig. Wow. His father-in-law has a tremendous amount of money. I, I think he made it in, in, in the uh, cruise line industry. He married a trust fund baby. And now he's going to get up there. He's going to be Vladimir Lenin, the piece of garbage that he is. And he spews that communism. And you're listening to this as a parent. You want your kid anywhere near that piece of garbage or anybody that believes like him? But it does explain why when you watch the evening news, the kids cannot pronounce Simple words form a sentence and like to shoot each other in the face. Thank you very much, Don. I do appreciate the call. Keep your kids away from the scoundrels. Nick Kenosha. Hey, John, how are you? Good, Nick. How are you? Good. So I want to say I actually did go to a public school. However, it was a Kenosha Military Academy, and uh, we had a different caliber of teachers. Um, and I was talking to my friend just today when I heard this news about Chicago that we, we both have immediate disdain when I hear someone's a teacher. We hear someone's a teacher. It's and that's a shame. A that's a shame. Yeah. Well, my, because... best friend, my best friend is a teacher, and we can't, we can't talk about it. We can't talk about it because he cries about how little they're paid and blah, blah, blah. Really? There are now, there are now diversity um, hires for, for public schools that make $190,000 a year. And I'm speaking of one yeah. specifically. They are the most overpaid underutilized because they do what's what how how do, you, how do you get rid of a bad teacher you know at, at the, in the six o'clock hour we're going to have on uh somebody to discuss how exactly paul Vallis, how exactly you can even get rid of a, of a union teacher 
It takes an act of Congress yeah. to get rid of them. Why would they produce? And, you know, I feel bad because there are 27% of the C- uh, Chicago teachers that wanted to go to work. But it doesn't well, matter I- because they're in that organized labor mafia called a union and they don't get to do anything just like those teachers who would never give money to Lori Lightfoot to Pritzker the necklace Pritzker and the rest of them they have nothing to say with it 94% of the campaign contributions from the union goes to Democrats and it makes sense they guarantee the golden goose will continue to lay the egg it's just it's just the despicable system and if you want it to change you got to get out of the Democrat mafia states because here's the other thing Nick it's not like this everywhere else. You know, I think Chicagoans, I think Illinoisans feel like they're helpless. They're not. It's not like that everywhere else. I think it's also just uh, you know important to, to point out in terms of, of, of Florida, you look what's going on in other states. They're, they're letting hysteria drive them to doing really damaging things. We thought that people had learned. They're closing schools. They're doing things that uh, should not be done. And that is not the way uh, you, you deal with it. There are states out there where your kids don't have to wear masks in school, where your kids will not be forced to be part of a national experiment gone awry that enriches the very top echelon of our bureaucracies and their corrupt wives like pickle face Fauci and that handsome devil, Mrs. Fauci. There are states in there that reject this kind of mafia rule. However, it's unfortunate for us. We are from a mafia stronghold, Chicago, Illinois, where the mafia gets pensions. That's the difference. Mitch in Texas does not understand our pain. How you doing, Sean? Good, Mitch. How are you? Good. Yeah. Hey, I'm a big fan. Love oh. cigar online. Love oh, thank you. My favorite vacation spot. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to tell you, my wife is a family practitioner. She is opting out of all insurance, going it alone because of the vaccine requirement, um, and opening her own business. Um, my question for you is, um, what do you think is going to happen in the 2022 election? I think the Democrat mafia states will produce any result they want. I'm concerned that nationally, the the scoundrels like um, Chuck Schumer and uh, Nancy Pelosi will nationalize, legitimize voter fraud, ballot harvesting, ballot stuffing, illegal alien vote, and the rest of it. So I'm not going to make a national prediction, because if these scoundrels are able to stuff a right-to-cheat bill into a a spending bill anything could happen because if they nationalize and take away the power of federalism from the states to protect themselves from the democrat mafia it could be bad i'm not overconfident i think the people of this nation are disgusted by the very word democrat you see that everyone knows that we have a failed dementia patient as a president everyone knows that you have a speaker of the house who has amassed half a billion dollars in insider trading You also see that people have complete disdain for the walking fraud, Chuck the Schmuck Schumer, and the rest of it. So I think that we should win, but do I think? I'm from Chicago, Illinois, brother. Cook County. (laughs) Cook County. Are you nuts? You know, know, at at the cemetery, uh, all the cemeteries around, they have one little stipulation. That's the Democrat base. My mother was a strong conservative. She died in 2008. She's been a Democrat ever since. And everybody knows it. And that's normal where we're from. So thank you, Mitch. I truly appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. Terry Rogers Park. 
Hey, I'm wondering, um, does the teacher's salary come out of the 28000 uh, per student, or is their salary in addition to the 28000 No, it's all in the mix. Student? It's all in the mix. $28,000 per kid. You know how many kids we got in the, in the Chicago teacher, I mean, in, the, in uh, Chicago public schools? Yeah, millions of kids. What do you got? You got you to have, what, 600,000, 700,000 kids times 28000 There's a lot of money there. Not to mention the federal money, $120 billion. Where do you think that goes? Don't worry, there's enough to go in there for the teachers. But it does explain, did you ever drive through a Chicago public school parking lot? Anybody? Anybody ever drive through a Chicago public school parking lot? It's like the auto show. And why wouldn't it be? You've got teachers with the pensions, the mystical, magical pensions. Come on. Why would they give that up? And now they have the power to do whatever they want. They'll walk away and you will like it. And who's going to say anything? The politician that they bribed, I mean, contributed to? I don't think so. Chicago Teachers Union, this would happen until the COVID surge slows down. We know that unvaccinated students will be entering into this building today. One of the things that do- That's a teacher. That, 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 that example of intelligence is a teacher. But you, honey, you, you, you've got your vaccine. I mean, after all, you've got your vaccine. What are you worried about? What are you really worried about? you got the vaccine. It's a vaccine, isn't it? Is it a vaccine? doesn't get reported on um, in coverage of uh, saber-rattling by teachers' union uh, leadership is the devastating effect that remote learning had on our children and on their families. Don't worry. They're going to continue to vote Democrat the dumber they are. That's the only way you can get in. Unless they're in the mafia and they get a piece of that contract. Then they could get in that, too. Parents are also split on this issue. Some believe students should be in their physical classrooms and others are going as far as to keep their children home until this surge. What if it was competition? What if you got to make your own decision? See, that's how it should be. Let's see how many people flock to the Chicago public schools to give their voucher. Let's see. I wonder how many will say, I love this. This is where I'm going to go. And I'm sure there are people. Let it go that way. But competition is the enemy of the government mafia. They cannot afford competition at any level. So there will be a monopoly-controlled, iron-fisted extortion mafia called a union in the way. And that's how they exist. By the way, they really don't exist in the private sector. Unions are on their knees in the private sector because they can't compete. They can only thrive where the fix is in. 312-642-5600. I want to tell you right now, I, I... I'm taking in mind 27% of the Chicago teachers wanted to go back to work. And for those 27%, I I, I do feel bad for them. However, I think they should be working to break apart the union mafia. See, that's what it's supposed to be. If you're in something and you don't like it and you don't agree with it, break it apart. Because this 27% should be able to go back to work and the rest should get fired. Now, we don't have the political will to do that, because after all, they like those millions of dollars they give them back in bribes slash contributions. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, Sean, are you enjoying the 77 degree temperature in Naples, Florida? It's not terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyhow, Sean, the reason why I called is, you know, I live in Orland Park, and one day my daughter came home and said, oh, these they don't make a lot of money and I said let's sit down and go ahead and look at what the teachers make and one of the gym teachers in the um, middle school makes 150 
$1,000. So I went to you know, school years and years, years and years ago, and I went to a public grade school, and a, and a man by the name of Bill Bright was the principal, and Bill Bright probably saved my life, along with the teacher, Mrs. Costello. They were very influential. I had Mrs. Williams, Mr. Gant. I remember them because they were so influential in my life, and they made a fraction of what today's teachers make. Now, here's the difference. For them, it was, and Mrs. Belpedio, let me not forget that. There, it was a vocation. These are teachers that when we would go to school, they would leave school and go home to their family, and then two of them would go work at night, right? But they wanted to do that because they liked being a teacher. Not only that, they liked having the four months off, and they would talk about how great it was to be able to do what you loved and to have four months off. And then get all that time to spend with your kids because their kids were in school when we were. It was a caliber. Yeah. It is a character issue. And the problem in this country today is that we have an entire character collapse. And I wrap it up in one party and 60% of another party. And in there lies the problem. We do not have the character. We do not deserve the freedoms and liberty and opportunities we had because we've got 80% of our citizens that give them away. 73 if you're a Chicago teacher. And hey, Sean, yeah. Sean, yeah. Um, I actually have um, two nieces that work at a Catholic uh, school in Blue Island, and you, I'm sure you can appreciate the uh, diversity and pay between what they're making, right, yeah. versus those, what they're making in the suburbs. And, that's, and, and that, to me, is a, is, is, is a character issue they you know it it, it, mm -hmm. it has character sometimes to do something for less money but because you know you, you, the impact is what's important and we've lost that brett midway hi brett hello hi hey sean hello. is this sean yes it is you're on cool uh thanks for taking my call anytime i i was just uh bringing up to your screener that i'm actually a teacher in the area but I work at the community college, and I work as an adjunct, and it's very difficult to get a full-time job as an adjunct instructor. I think I'm pretty good at my job, and these salaries are talking about, wow, I'd love to get some of that. I'm making about uh, 5000 a year if I'm lucky with my adjunct, and then if I want to make a really good living at it, I've got to go teach at four or five different schools because, according to the union rules, I, I can only teach X amount of classes per semester at a particular school. So it's uh, very challenging, and then these people making 200000 a year, it seems like they're kind of taking it for granted. Thanks for taking how, my call, man. Have a good day. I appreciate it, Brett. Thank you. And then how many of those particular, at that level, how many of those professors that are making that money are not even teaching the classes? And they have adjuncts teach the class. That's where the real money is. That's the real scam, baby. You get in that higher education, then you get the subsidized athletes with their costumes on chasing balls, and then the other kids have to pay it. Or their parents have to pay it? That's another great scam if you can get in on it. See, this whole system needs to be taken apart. It needs to be taken apart. It needs to be revised. And the people who pay for it need to scrutinize it. Because here's the other part. 80% of your tax bill goes to fund this. 80% of the parents who raise their kids, of the people who have no kids, of the, of the multitude of commercial businesses, that when you hire one of these mafia lawyers... To, to pretend lower your taxes on a corrupt scheme, they just that money doesn't go poof 
In fact, it goes to the commercial businesses and the commercial property owners. What exactly are they paying for? Because it isn't work. It isn't education. It isn't certainly integrity. It's a failed, corrupt system. John and Gurney. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi. Do you remember the uh, Magic 8-Ball toy? Sure I do. You shake it? Sure, okay. Yeah. Well, From Melrose Park, what, that's what guys used to do when they go to, went to the racetrack. They would say numbers and turn the 8-Ball over. Go ahead. Well, I'll tell you. The IEA is shaking the magic COVID eight ball, in my opinion. You shake the magic COVID eight ball, and what is it? It's the take-home test. And you, all you have to say is, <laughs> I am a case, and there is no authority in the entire land who will question you. John, what do you think of the new name for the variant, Fluorona? Flu. Did you hear about I it? Would, I wish they would have asked me. I could have come up with something better. Yeah, like at least Omicron made me feel like I was going to watch a Star Wars video. This is very good yeah. job. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the camps. I appreciate it very much. Uh, let's. Well, as if we don't already have our hands full with COVID, Delta, Omicron, there's a new condition that has entered the mix. It is called flu rona. It's when someone. That, 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 that's what you came up with on the, what is this, the fourth or the third variant? I can't keep a track. Why don't we just call it the Fauci flu like it should be? Now let's go to the resident comedian who should have a bag on his head. David Lansing. Sean, uh, how am I not funny? I mean, like today's clowns that are more, you know, crazy and evil. Is that how I'm not funny? Come on, Sean, how am I not funny? They got a pension. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. You're pretty funny. Yeah. Um, what do you got for me? Anyway, this, this, uh, I, I, I got to sort of disagree. That woman on the cut you played, she's a single mother trying to get her children educated. Right river, baby. I was raised by one. Never once did she make me feel like it was a burden to be my mother. Never once did she come in and say, you just go ahead and do nothing. Never once. So I, I don't have much respect for these people today. You know, here's the thing. People don't want the truth. That's why you got a bunch of women that like uh, uh, the, the Dr. Awardy walking around in a size 16 asking how I look. You don't want the truth, honey. Don't ask me how you look. This is the truth. I'm telling you the truth. If you're a parent, guess what you have to do? You know, really, I'm a socialist. You wouldn't know that, David. I'm a socialist only even within my house. Whatever money I make, it's for my family, my kids. Because as a parent, that's your one job. Take care of your kids. Take care right. of your kids. Do the best yeah. you can do. You know, you're talking, to, yeah. listen, you know how many jobs I had to work to put my kids through school? You know how many jobs my wife had to work to put, my, put our kids through school? I'm still, to this day, higher education. I pay every penny, not a nickel off. So don't cry me a river about how hard it is to be a parent. That's what you think about when you got the Grundines on. When the minute you take them off, you make, you, there's a lot of risk there. So man up and raise your damn kids. I don't, give, I don't give a rip if she's a single parent. Then you should be one. Be one. It's more than just a word. It's a commitment. And half the time you're exhausted and you don't like it and you're not getting respected. But that's your obligation. Now live up to it. Tired of coddling losers. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Boy, this Chuck Todd is on TV here. His hair's jumping off his head like his neck was on fire. Looks ridiculous. But um, so we've got a president that's been deplatformed. We've got Congress people that are deplatformed. Your host has been deplatformed. But that's a bigger problem. It's a bigger problem because what it is is a rejection of the First Amendment. What it is is the censorship by the Fourth Reich. It's obvious. It's present. It's happening. And it couldn't happen unless the people who are in control of really, unfortunately, the Internet were not in on this scam. I wanted to bring on Adam Rizzieri, Chief Marketing Officer, Agency Partner Interactive, to discuss what exactly can we do about it. Adam, how are you? Hey, Sean. Happy New Year. Great to be with you. Great to be with you. Now, listen, I, I looked into starting a whole new YouTube because, you know, I spoke against the, the state-sponsored opinion on the pretend vaccine, and uh, they yanked me. Last year on January 6th, and I, I mean this, I was watching, um, we have a guy by the name of Paul Lisnick. He's a political commentator in the Chicagoland area. He looks as if the son of Sven Gulli and Boris Karloff had an unholy forest preserve baby. And I commented <laughs> on how ridiculous he was giving a political opinion from a Cook County commissioner chair he stole. So he's obviously a propagandist. That's all I said. I got on a plane. When I got off, this is before the insurrection. They, they grabbed my account never to be returned. We all saw Wait, that. Insurrection in Chaz? The weaponless insurrection where the girl that got shot was the one that was the, the veteran, the 108-pound girl going through the window, the one that got shot in the neck. That one. That one. That one. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, 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 I can't get over the fact that we can do nothing except, you know, okay, I understand there's rumble and there might be a couple other things. But my question to you is this. Why can't we use the rule of American law? against these American corporate giants that have uh, control of speech. You know, you, you kind of, I think, last time we spoke, you were on to something, and you're just like, man, lawsuits. Sean, there's, I mean, private companies get to enjoy the First Amendment, right? So if you're going to argue that Facebook and Google and all these companies are truly private companies, then... You know, that would imply that they are not acting like a propaganda machine for the White House. That would imply that they don't have daily, quote, misinformation briefings with staffers that are over there working for, for President Brandon. Uh, it would imply that the White House is not really kind of having a strong influence in how companies like Facebook and Twitter and Google make content moderation decisions, right? You would think that these companies are acting autonomously just within the own walls of their leadership and, and kind of making decisions based on, well, just really no outside political influence. But the fact is, is that's just not what's happening today. So, you know, when you think about why, why can't other companies really kind of get to the, to the playing field and have a fair shot at victory? Well, it is because these are not really private companies. They are acting like extensions of the government, and that is just wrong. It's really, really dangerous. And then when you think about the data that these, that these companies just get through our devices, through our, our activity, through our browser, sharing that sort of information and those insights. Can you imagine if, if, if that, that kind of information is given to those in government? I mean, man, then all of a sudden, boom, we're China. You know, and then you have a government that is using data and, to 
really wield influence and power, and that's just called tyranny, right? Aren't we already, Adam, and I mean this seri- seriously, aren't we already China? When you could take an ex-president, you might think he's the biggest jerk on the planet. He is an ex-president and deplatform him, form him. Not to mention, you've got a sitting congressperson. You've got people that are just regular people. How in America, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, when it comes to the eco-Nazism, when it comes to this fraud, vaccine BS, you -hmm. cannot even espouse a conversation or an opinion. You know what I said yesterday that got me banned, Adam? I said, here we are, a year later, three vaccines, three vaccines, the booster, the whole nine yards. And the numbers are greater. Obviously, it's oh, a yeah. failure. And that's it. It's now, now, I'm making an observation. You want to disagree? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, this is the fact, Jack. And now you you're going to deplatform? Facts, John. It's preposterous, Adam. You, subject matter experts, scientists, doctors, they cannot state observations of fact uh, if they defy the narrative or if they seem to kind of I don't know, like influence propaganda in the wrong direction, being the direction that Jen Psaki is, is trying to go the opposite direction of in the White House in her daily press briefings. It's really messed up, and, and it's not okay. We're talking about now Twitter obviously banned Marjorie Taylor Greene, another GOP leader. Uh, they banned Dr. Robert Malone, the, the single most credentialed expert on, on mRNAs, because he's doing what you're doing. He's stating fact, observations of fact. He stated the fact that hospitals make more money when, oh, well, let's make sure we tag that one murder victim as also a COVID patient because we get more money that way. You know, he's stating the fact that the, the institutions are making money off of COVID. And that's why I think we're seeing these institutions coming together to sort of protect that business model here that is just really anti-American. And, uh, you know, when it comes to doing the right thing, you know, what do we do as Americans? I mean, well, obviously we have to push back. Obviously we have to talk to our elected officials, and obviously we have to make sure that our votes count, um, because here now, January 5th, we're moving towards the midterms in November, and we already know that we don't have control over the mainstream media or, or the mainstream social media platforms that collude with mainstream media to tell us what's fact and fiction, right? So, so where do we turn, Sean? I mean, we definitely turn to conservative radio. We definitely turn to podcasts. I mean, shoot, Joe Rogan, his podcast members, he's smoking all of mainstream media on a, on a per-show basis. Thank he's God. Thank God way, he's doing way, it. way more. Absolutely. And thank God for that, right? Yeah. Um, here we are looking at, looking at Easter and, and after Christmas now. God is definitely good. And he's opening our eyes up. And I think that as we look to November, we have to make sure that we are seeking really, I think, more than one source uh, of information, right? Most of Americans look to social media as their single uh, source for, for daily news updates, right? And and we're finding that it's it's so obvious now that Social media is choosing which outlets to give preference to, and uh, they're choosing the ones that obviously follow the narrative, right? So let's just ask ourselves, why is a former president banned from social media? Why is Dr. Robert Malone banned from social media? But why are the Taliban, the Ayatollah, (laughs) Chinese state accounts, and AOC still active on on these same platforms? Uh, There's a little bit of... uh, well, Facebook, for example, right? They have this thing called the cross-check program. Facebook has identified a group of elite users that it will allow to scoot around their AI filtering uh, 
that is used to basically censor users. So if you, if, you, if if that AI picks up on keywords like you know COVID or or don't get the vax or certain keywords that kind of make it upset, it allows this special group of individuals to say whatever they want, however wrong or right it may be, um, with impunity. But every other user, like like me for example, right? If we if we happen to tap into this this world of keywords that uh, triggers some sort of alarm, they're just going to block us proactively. So you'll see all these accounts just randomly get blocked. Marjorie Taylor Greene was was just uh, permanently suspended, but there are tens of thousands of other Americans that you never hear about that are being blocked every day. Um, I, here's the part that's really hard for me. I was around when the internet launched. I loved that Wild West cowboy mentality. I cheered for the entrepreneurs that took advantage of it, that created all of these things out of thin air with very little, if any, regulation that really changed the course of not just the economy, but virtually society. I thought that they would pay homage to that freedom, to that ability. I thought that they would guard it and protect it because without it, they wouldn't have been able to exist. And now here we are, what, 30 years later? And these are the same mm-hmm. rat bastards that are capitulating with fascists. And I'm wondering, are there not, is there not one Internet billionaire, not one with the ideas and principles steeped in the freedom he took advantage of? Or are they all just political whores and pimps and they want to bend knee to these 80-year-old corrupt scum that have been raping the people for half a century? Is this just where we are? You know what? It, it takes one person to come in and just throw the glass all over the floor and break things. That's I, me. I do wonder what Elon Musk is going to do. You know, Elon, buy Twitter and break it. Buy Facebook and break it. I would love to see that happen. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it takes one person to come in and just totally break the system. It's kind of like that, that house of cards effect, you know? It's like once one finally falls, then the rest will typically follow. Um, I look back to those days, yeah, 30, 30 years ago, it was a wild, wild west. The dot-com boom was kind of a part of that, too, right? Um, gave guys like Mark Cuban all their money. Uh, innovators still exist in our country. Uh, these, these big tech platforms really stifle the ability of innovators to share their great ideas with us. Uh, but you know what? That's kind of part of innovation, right, Sean? Like, eventually, someone's going to find a way to get either through or around the system and whether that's just going through the system and totally breaking it or going around it and offering something to the market that's just way cooler and way better, um, it, it's going to be one of the two. Let's do a three-way. You get Elon, because I know you're in this world. You're the, Come on, you got, you got all the connections. Get a three-way going. I'll call him up, and I'll negotiate. Like you let, you let hey, me Elon. do it. But, yeah, we buy it from that freak with the beard. And I say, listen, everybody that this idiot hired, you're fired. And now Twitter is free. Free of uh, uh, of censorship. I mean, that's what needs to happen. And how much could the company be worth? In all seriousness, how much could it be worth? Ten billion. Sure. Oh, this guy. I mean, shoot. Elon can easily for what what Elon paid in taxes this year. He could, what he could buy Twitter for. Exactly. I mean, that's a so fact. That's can't a fact. you get to him? I could reason with him. I like I like how he's a little off the board and you know talks about things. I do. I, I share the same affliction. I got a little ADD. We can well, keep a conversation. You know, a three way going. He represents that group of Americans, those first-generation Americans that know what they came from and they know what they're, what they're running and working toward. Uh, the concept of a meritocracy where you really can work toward something bigger, better, and, and just supremely awesome. Uh, so, you know, I think he represents a lot of Americans that are seeing this, this generation of, I think, lazy, privileged Americans that are just trying to give it all away. But we're not going to let that happen. Um, 
we, we know what's great about this country. And as we look to the midterms, we also realize that, hey, you know what, our votes really do matter. But also our level of influence at the local level really matters. You know, if we get involved at the local level, then we can really start to make a, make a positive change, whether it's at the school board level, uh, the city government, whatever it might be. We just have to stand up and say, hey. You're talking to somebody from Chicago, brother. You're talking to somebody from Chicago. You know what I mean? You have to forgive me. These Democrat mafia strongholds, babe, you ain't going to, you know, they got the cemetery. You can't beat that vote. But, you know, the reality is I do think, in all seriousness, this kind of censorship, this kind of open and notorious corruption that all Americans see, all hardworking, honest Americans, I still believe the majority of us, are those people of integrity? Are those people steeped in Americanism and the principles of America? I do think Amen. if you continue down this road, and this, this is just the way of the future, it will not be long before talk of an ideological secession happened. I mean, I'm already, you know, I already support it. Ideologically, if these 21 states that are fighting off the Biden administration said, you know what, we, we're going our own way, USA Part 2. And you guys keep all your nonsense Marxists. You fund your loser derriers, <laughs> right. and, and, and you keep your currency. We'll start our new one. I'd be all in. I mean, ultimately, there has to be that boiling point. I get to it early. There's no question about it. I've been to it, you know, right after I saw what happened last November or November 20th. Hey, Sean, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, you and your friends have a place here in Texas, man. Anytime. We got I'm you. In Florida, baby. <laughs> I know it's tough there. Yeah, I'm in Florida. I like the ocean, baby. But anyway, listen, right, I want to thank you. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, we form our own little group here, me and you. Adam Rizzieri, you know I appreciate every time you're on. And you, you, my friend, and your Internet World Wide Web young kids are my only hope. So come on, let's do something. You get a three-way going. I so appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much, Adam. Hey, thank you, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Yeah, there we go. It doesn't mean anything now that Michael Jordan's retired. It means nothing to me. Nothing. In fact, I only got about two minutes. And then subsidized students in costumes will be on so that degenerate pot-bellied morons can gamble their rent money and pretend that they were athletes. Ooh, look at them run! Morons. That's a problem with the whole damn country. Anyway, they're going to come on and they're going to kick me off. I will then be on um, streaming on the YouTube owned by Google, Evil Google. And uh, we will be on the website for the station, and I think we'll be on the Facebook that um, Mark Zuckerberg stole from a couple of Italian guys and then bribed them. And look what he did, Metaverse. Next thing you know, your kid's going to be looking like Pritzker with a avatar that looks like it's in shape. But before I go, if you're on the line, stay there. I'm going to get to you. Ted, Mount Prospect. Sean, how you doing? Good, Ted. How are you? Awesome. So my kid comes home today from high school. He goes to he goes to Hersey. They issued him new IDs like mid year, and so they got a little curious as to why. So they actually put a light behind there. There's a chip in there. So some Ted, of the kids actually Ted, pulled the chip out. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to put you back on hold because we got to go out now, and I, I want to listen to this story. Do you mind, brother? Okay. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you. He didn't sound too excited about it. But you can have alternatives. Go to Facebook, go to uh, YouTube, go to the station. We're going to be streaming all the way till 7 like normal. Well, the children who are subsidized run around and chase a ball in a costume. All right? We'll be back on those venues after this. Wake me up you go. All right, we are back streaming. I want to get to, uh, and first of all, I want to thank Ted for hanging on, but I want to get right into Ted's phone call. Ted, thanks again for hanging on, buddy. Hey, no problem, Sean. 
All right, so go ahead, because so, uh, I've gotten a few texts. People want to hear this. Okay. So, yeah, he gets back from school today. Like I said, they issued new uh, IDs mid-year, and they got a little suspicious. So they put a little light behind there and noticed there was a chip inside their school ID, which they'd never had. And some of the kids actually pulled the chip out and actually read the uh, name of the company. It says YB Tracking. So oh. it is a tracking device. And... and- so my wife went online and started like, you know, going, what the hell is this? And actually some parents had, had the balls to say, well, they don't need our permission to track our kids. Are you freaking like, kidding you? me? No, I'm dead serious. That's how stupid people are. So I'm just curious as to why. And there's nothing there that stated anything that this was going to happen. They just, they just did it. I told my kid, rip it out of there. Where are the God? Where are the lawyers? Where are the fracking lawyers? Sue I'm, everybody. I'm, well, I, this might be... It might be the beginning. I don't know, because that's why I called you. I, I need to get it out there, because I don't know if this is done at any other high school, or is it just our beautiful high Ted, school? Ted, I'm going to tell you what. I got 380 pounds of free legal advice. He's probably destroying a couch in the cigar store as we speak. I want to do this. I'm going to ask you to give your phone number to the lovely Missy, and I want to find out if this is a thing, because we're going to start. Okay. We're going to start it. I'm tired of being a pigeon. I'm a terrible slave, and I'm a terrible pigeon. And if this is the case, we sue everybody. You hang on, Ted. Tracking our kids. Oh, I hung up on Ted? Ted, call back, babe. I meant to put him on hold, Misty. Did you get his number? All right, call him back. Ted, call back, babe. Peter, West Chicago. Hello. Peter. Hi, I was looking at your phone yeah. call, and I hung up on Ted. I'm blaming you for the whole damn thing. No, I'm uh, kidding. Go. Okay. Go. I have the word scramble. If you take the word Delta and Omicron, uh-huh. you know what it forms? Media control. Really? Oh, yeah, I see what you did there. I like that. I like that. I'll tell you what, Peter. You're all right, kid. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. Now, how are you going to work in Florona? Florona. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you could create a song. I need vaccination, vaccination, vaccination. Need a vaccination from my Corona. One gets COVID and the flu. I can't deal with this. Ed Laskos live for us tonight in West LA. Ed, say it ain't so. I wish I could, but it is so, unfortunately, and doctors are concerned about it. So talk about pandemic burnout, huh? A new health threat now that we have to worry about. So think about it. If you catch COVID-19, unfortunately, your immune system's in a weakened state, so you are then a prime target, high risk to catch another infection, the flu, all at the very same time. And add to that all, as we're right in the middle of this latest surge, check this out. Perspective, perspective, perspective. If we were given the perspective that this is a terrible virus that we're going to get to the bottom to. Because nobody believes about the bat story. Nobody believes the the bat market, kissed the cricket, jumped across the ocean. Nobody buys it. We want to know about the emails. Oh, we do. I really do. I want to know about the money. Follow the money in every instance. But here's the good news. It was made in China. Like everything there, it doesn't work. It sucks. Terrible life expectancy. But here's the good news. You have a 99.5% chance of surviving it. Yes, you do. You do. I know that some people are going to go. After all, you let yourself go years ago. You're walking around like Pritzker. 
pretending those aren't dimples. You're walking around, and it's bad, and there are pre-existing conditions. Because here's what we all suffer from, all of us, every single one of us. Even Jack LaLanne died. Nobody gets out alive. Nobody. And you will die. But here's the good news. In this country, you're supposed to have that absolute total freedom to make the best of your life, the most of it. Anything you acquired now and anything you will acquire, it's really yours. Or is it? And the answer is no. Because we've allowed the government to take over all of our rights and all of our freedom. We just did. And now we're hoping for for free cheese. You know, there's a girl on YouTube. I was going to have Misty cut it up. Her entire show, I, I, I might do it tomorrow. Her entire show is about navigating Social Security and government welfare. And she's very proud of this. And every day I look at it. I I confess I look at it. And every day there's a new gimmick, a new scam. And this is why we're never going to get it back, in my opinion. We have to figure out a way to break it now and let the welfare Democrat mafia states live amongst themselves and all us good people come to states that will protect us. Because now we've got businesses that are dependent on government handouts. I don't believe for a second that this Build Back Better BS isn't going to pass. I think it will. I think it'll get a couple of Republican flips. I think it will. I don't have any faith in it. Because what I've come to realize living in Chicago, Illinois, sometimes there are good people that once they get in this system, they become scum. They become Marxist propagandists. And then sometimes, like Jen Psaki, they just start out that way. So here's a little bit of pippy livestocking. I didn't want you to miss today. Pure independence, the group of voters that secured the election for President Biden, they give the president a D across the board on economic issues, and only 30% say that Build Back Better will grow the economy and create jobs. What is your own internal polling telling you about whether independents want Build Back Better and whether you should recalibrate for a different set of policy proposals? Well, without getting into internal polling, I will tell you that Build Back Better, as you know, hasn't passed yet. But it will. I honestly think it will. It'll tweaked. It'll be tweaked. But we're already still haven't gotten out the $1.9 trillion he passed immediately upon entering office. I think too many of our society are dependent on being a child and looking in search of a parent. They, they don't want the perspective of the virus that we should have. They don't want the reality of what America is supposed to be that it once was. They don't want it anymore. They want to turn over themselves to these, these swindlers, these witch doctors of Marxism. And too many are sitting idly by as they put in place a way to stay in power in perpetuity. The weather's response to Senator McConnell, who uh, was critical of the focus on voting rights on January 6th. This, was, you know, this day was being used to, to push Democrats' agenda on voting rights. And then secondly, uh, does the president plan to address voting rights tomorrow, and will he address specifically the filibuster and changing the rules of the filibuster? Sure. Well, I would say first on the speech tomorrow, I can't believe it's tomorrow, um, but uh, the speech tomorrow, um, he will touch on voting rights, um, but he will have more to say on that soon um, in a longer format. And the speech tomorrow is more focused on the day, what it means in our history, um, and the role uh, that uh, some have played in continuing to perpetuate uh, the big lie and mis- and perceptions in the country. Uh- so see, January 6th, you are not going to believe your lying eyes. You will believe the Marxist interpretation of what January 6th is, and it will be used as the catalyst, as the excuse to forever do to the nation 
what has been done so often in these Democrat mafia strongholds with ballot harvesting to make sure that America turns into Chicago, to make sure that Democrats stay in power regardless of the devastation done to citizens, regardless of it. You can't vote out a Democrat in Chicago. Sorry, boys and girls, I hate to break it to you. You're a Democrat if you live in that sewer, whether you walk around and pretend you're not or you, or, or you admit that you are. You're either in on the scam or too stupid to see it. And the way that they stay in power is because they've corrupted enough people through welfare government cheese, through the necessity of being a child, living on sustenance given by these mafia bosses, or you need one of those phony baloney jobs. This is the, you, you live in the incubator where this mafia control was tested and where it rules and where it will rule for a hundred more years. Now all they got to do is figure out an excuse to make sure they can legalize illegal voting. That's what it's about to be. But he will touch on it. I would note, um, as it relates to specifically the filibuster, um, in March, just to go back a little bit here, because I expect we'll be talking about this more. Uh, oh, come on, Jen. You want me to believe that Biden even knows what a filibuster is anymore? No, you know, he doesn't. And your hair is not red. The reality is, when Biden, right before he really lost his marbles and started to need a nurse to follow him around with a diaper bag, right before then, he had a totally different take on the filibuster we remember when joe biden could form a sentence don't you what is really at stake in this debate point blank is the shape of our constitutional system for the next generation and the nuclear option is a twofer it excises independence from our courts and at the same time emasculates the senate put simply the nuclear option would transform the center the senate from the so-called cooling saucer our founding fathers talked about to cool the passions of the day to a pure majoritarian body like a parliament. We've heard a lot in recent weeks. See, it, it was different when he, uh, right, you know, before the, the dementia really kicked in. He really could go on a tear there, couldn't he? You wouldn't even know it's the same guy. You wouldn't have any idea. It was the same guy. Schools can and should be open this winter. We have all the tools to keep kids safe. Unvaccinated kids are at risk. Yet the vaccinated are going to have a way to protect them. Get vaccinated. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I almost missed the dumb one. Instead, we got the, the mindless one. It's about the rights of the majority and obstructionism. But the Senate is not meant to be a place of pure majoritarianism. Is majority rule what you really want? That's what you're going to get. And you're going to get it, and the whole time that you're getting it, you'll be told why it needs to happen. Because if you do not support the Marxist mafia, guess what you are? You're an insurrectionist. You're a subversive. How dare you? How dare you demand a representative republic? And a few days from now, our country will observe a dark and troubling milestone. The one-year anniversary of January 6th. The day that thousands of rioters, urged on by the vicious lies of the disgraced former president, waged a violent assault upon the U.S. Capitol in order to prevent... Thousands of rioters did not enter the Capitol. A few hundred, led by a Democrat shill, a Democrat ghost named Epps, really are the ones that let in, went in there. And a couple of fools looking for a bologna sandwich meandered around. ...to prevent a peaceful transfer of power. This was no just peaceful demonstration. This was aimed... 
What about the eco-Nazis that broke in where 60 of them were arrested six months later? Well, they vote Democrats, so they can, that's fine. Have your way, boys and girls, eco-Nazis. At undoing our democracy. Thank God they failed. As I said, hours after the attack on January 6, 2021, as I said after the attack, January 6, 2021, will be forever remembered as a day of enduring infamy, a permanent blemish in the story of American democracy, and the final bitter act of the worst president, the worst president in modern times. And the success of the nation be damned. Because what you have here are witch doctor frauds. Chuck Schumer is a mafia member. And the reality of the quality of your life is irrelevant. He wants the schemes back. And he's got them. And they're not going to give them up. They're going to double down on it. Now here's the thing. You could still call the show. 312-642-5600. I still have to go to break. It's like a regular show except on terrestrial radio. They're listening to children who are subsidized. Bounce balls around. We'll be back after this. Did you know I love the Talking Heads kit? Absolutely love them. Should we be worried about this 20-ton out-of-control Russian rocket due to crash on Earth? It was due this afternoon. Anybody know where that thing hit? That would be kind of interesting, huh? Sorry, misfire. One thing's for sure. We're, uh, in my opinion, our complacency to the fascism that's being spewed from Washington is upsetting if I were not to realize there were 21 states that are actively fighting the Fourth Reich. But when you hear Pippi Leistocking continue to advocate for complete and total servitude and fascistic, fascistic rule, it's beyond infuriating to me to listen to this clip. But it's something that you have to do to understand who we're dealing with. Not just liars. Not just inside trading self-aggrandizing, self-enriching socialists, Democrats. These are the real deal Fourth Reich. Um, the president said he had, quote, an open mind about dealing with certain things that are just elemental to the functioning of our democracy, like the right to vote, like the basic right to vote. We've amended the filibuster in the past. He's also said previously that senseless obstruction would be a big factor for him. And I think there's no question, objectively, Republicans have not once but four times obstructed basic legislation that should not be partisan, but is about upholding our Constitution as they simultaneously attack the most fundamental American right. The right. See, that's what a republic is scumbag that's what a republic is they're representing the people who do not want to be ruled by fascist corrupt scum such as yourself i know it's a pain in the i mean i almost said it but it's an absolute pain in the derriere that you have to deal within what the concept of a republic that you don't get to just legalize voter fraud see because in this country in the year 2021 there is not an American citizen who has the right to vote that is stopped from voting. Not one. You're not advocating for anything other than voter fraud. What you want is the lack of integrity in the voter system because that's what you need to stay in power. And you know it, and the Democrat mafia knows it. And I don't just mean the, the Congress people like Adam Swalwell. 
the gassy Swalwell, who was sleeping with the Chinese spy, who's on the intelligence committee due to Eric Swalwell. Excuse me. What did I say? Adam? Ah, what's the difference? He's... I'm getting my scumbags mixed up. I mixed up Kinzinger with uh, Swalwell. Either way, they're protected because what they understand is the 81-year-old wants more insider trading fraud. So she doesn't care about the Chinese spies that drive around, uh, the old lady with the, the speed racer hairdo. What's her name, Misty, the senator? Feinstein, thank you. They, they don't mind the, the, the Chinese spies that drive around Feinstein. They don't mind the Chinese spies that Swalwell sleeps with. They don't mind the Chinese companies that back the crackhead son of the worst president in history. They don't mind any of that because they've got their eye on the prize, and it is absolute and total control of America. That's what it is. This is what you're talking about here. So that's why they're willing to fraud any vote. That's just one day they have to steal and look at the damage they can do, and look at the control they're after. There isn't one iota of your life that these people are not in control of. Right to vote. Uh, he also said back in December that if necessary, he supports a rule change to uphold the sacred right of Americans to vote. Uh, and this is reflective of the fact that while he is a... And the implication is that we don't want Americans to vote, when all we want are Americans to vote. The Americans that live in that district, that are alive... The Americans that have the ability to understand what they're doing, what you want to do is how you control the teacher unions. You want to rule through intimidation and majority swindle. You want to negate the opinion you don't like that doesn't enrich you. We see what you're doing, Pippi Lystocking creature of the Senate and, a, and somebody who respects the uh, history of the Senate, he wants the Senate to function uh, and he wants to move towards and is open to rules changes that will help the Senate. Did you know it used to take 60 votes? Oh, it did before this little parliamentary trick. They needed 60 senators, not 50, not 50 and the Nooner Harris to destroy the nation. They needed 60. So we're already in a rule change. They're looking to eliminate the opposition opinion. They're looking to destroy the principles that restrain the only section of our society to be restrained in a free country. Government. That's to be restrained. Yet they run unfettered and their fascism and their quest for power is insatiable. Function. Uh, so I expect he'll have more to say about that, but I just wanted to note a couple of the things he said, including right before Christmas. Sorry, you said a longer format than the line. Is there another speech planned on voting rights? We'll have more to say soon, but he'll have more to say tomorrow, uh, past tomorrow, in another format about voting rights. Go ahead. I, I wanted to kind of piggyback on what um, my colleague was just saying, because I was wondering, does he plan to visit the Senate at all and do a full federal speech on reform? Wait, he can't. He's they're sick. He can't do things like a man. His entire presidency is an illusion. It's staged. These people tell him what to say. He's merely a vessel, a face, and a very confused old man. He's going to go to the Senate. Yeah, he's going to hop right over there. He's going to hop right over there, and he's going to really make a speech, an impassioned speech from his heart. Can't you, haven't you learned? He can't even answer a question that isn't staged. Dimwit, president. He's a figurehead, a facade of fascism. He's just the hood ornament on the Marxist mafia limousine. 312-642-5600. When I get back, though, I shouldn't have gave out the number. When I get back, I've got Paul Vallis. Here's a guy that operated inside this corrupt, corrupt system of so-called education in the mafia system. He knows exactly where the ins and outs are. He's going to tell us just why 
you should take your kid out of school instead of allow his name to be used to reward the corrupt, inept Communist Teachers Union. That's going to be when we get back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Once again, Chicago made national news. Now, see, I cannot remember an instance when a municipal union ever voted to work. In fact, every vote they take is less work at higher wages. It's mediocrity that's extremely expensive. Never has that been more evident than in the Chicago public school system. There has been one guy that I'm aware of who has been in the Chicago public school system who's always echoed those same opinions to a certain extent. I give him a lot of credit for it. I've got some arguments with him why he calls himself a Democrat, but we'll get on to that later. His name is Paul Vallis. He's the former CEO of Chicago Public Schools and a former superintendent of the Bridgeport Public Schools and the Recovery School District of Louisiana. And I'll tell you what, even though he's a Democrat, I kind of like him. Paul Vallis, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Let me point out that New Orleans... After Katrina, we built the the nation's only 100% school choice district. So not only are all the schools independent, autonomous charter schools uh, that serve the, the, the local communities, but the, the system also provides funding for parochial and private schools. When you heard there was going to be a vote, was there any question as to the outcome in your mind? Or were you, through your experience of a Chicagoan and your awareness of exactly what a municipal union is, like me, already knew exactly what the outcome was? Well, you know, I, I was fortunate in the 90s because the union leadership at the time, uh, Albert Shanker uh, uh, was still alive, and he was the kind of like national uh, uh, president of the American Federation of Labor Emeritus. And, and he, was, he was a real radical reformer, in fact, a big supporter of charter schools early on. So the union had different leadership there. I mean, we had differences, and we had occasional contentions, uh, contention situations, but we negotiated two collective bargaining agreements. I, I got a lot of flexibility to extend, to add more instructional time, uh, and we did charter schools. It was a different union. They would have never, that, that leadership would have never, never struck. This leadership, I mean, they've been telegraphing since the summer, that they were looking for an excuse to go out again. They were looking right. for an excuse to ask more. I mean, the, I mean, the city should have been prepared. They should have anticipated this. I mean, so that, that that they would not only find an excuse to go remote again, but find an excuse to pressure the district to to lay out these kind of like these these uh, metrics that will make it easy for them to shut down schools and to quarantine kids. Uh, uh, you know, throughout the year, which means constant interruptions with the instructional process. So they should not have been, they should, they should have been prepared and they were not. Paul, you've been around this for decades. In this era, is the Chicago public school system somewhere safe for children to have a learning environment or is it what I perceive it to be? 
when I hear politicians say that crime statistics will go down when kids are back in school, which to me was a huge red light as to exactly who is in this, these schools and what kind of chaos is going on. In your experience, and all you've done, is the Chicago public school system today worthy of decent children to be involved in? Well, look, you know, I'm not going to demonize rank-and-file teachers. You know, the fault rests with the current union leadership and 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 a a core group of teachers uh, uh, who just have they uh, I losing their way suggests that they knew <laughs> knew the right way or were following the the right path in the first place. And I think there's certainly radicals within the di- within the district that uh, that uh, and, and a union leadership that always advances. Uh, 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 the agenda of 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 uh, you know of their constituents who want to see less instructional time, who want to see less accountability, and who want to see more compensation. But let me answer the question about the safety of schools. I always felt that look, uh, when eighty five percent of your kids live at or below the poverty rate, and many of those kids uh, uh, come from communities where there's extreme violence. Uh, you know, the, the dependency on schools for so much more than just academics. I mean, it's it's critical. The, the schools become the lifeline. And in the 90s, we tried to do that. We would keep our schools open till 8 o'clock. We would never close our schools, even for inclement weather. We'd keep our campuses open. We'd try to keep our schools open throughout the summer. We had 180,000 kids in extended day and summer school programs. The whole idea was to, 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 uh, to provide a safe place for schools where they could learn but also where they could be safe and secure. The closing of schools uh, has, has, I think, fueled, fueled or helped fuel the crime pandemic. There's been 145 uh, students, uh, youth, 18 years and younger, who have been murdered during COVID compared to seven who have died from COVID. Uh, imagine that 145. I, I'm and trying to imagine. That. I'm trying to adma- imagine all of it, and I'm realizing that the, what must really go on in these schools. You know, so so many of us who are my age and your age have a different mm-hmm. version of what school is versus the reality of what a Chicago public school is today, and it is a place where the gangs thrive where the good kids really don't stand a chance. Their biggest hope is to be anonymous to a certain level. And you realize what's going on in the chaos of our streets is a microcosm into what it must be like in the hubs of these specifically schools in bad areas. And when I say bad areas, what I mean by that is not poor people, Paul, because I was poor. My friends were poor. It's people that have adapted that mindset where predators are to be protected and victims are to be helpless and, hope, and hopeless. And this is something that is bigger than the school issue, but I think is perpetrated in the school system. Well, look, I've always felt that that, that, that schools can be safe places. And, and from my experience in multiple districts, there are so many really high-quality schools in some of the poorest and, and in, in sometimes most violent communities. But what the teachers' union did last year was catastrophic. The kids kids using losing almost a year of instruction because the remote learning was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Oh, and, absolutely. and and they're even damaging the best schools. They're even damaging the magnet schools. They're even damaging those those uh, 
uh, you know, open enrollment schools. They were part of the defect consent decree. Uh, you know, so they're doing damage across the system. But let me tell you uh, what else is happening. You know, when you have hundreds of thousands of kids walking the streets of Chicago, when you're shutting down schools or you're constantly interrupting instruction like you're doing now, I mean, before COVID, only 25% of the kids were at proficiency. Only 15% of black kids were meeting state standards. Well, these kids live on the margins and the academic margins, and they're gone. They're dropping out. And you see it in not only the number, you see the repercussions in not only the number of kids who are dead or getting murdered but you, and shot, and you see it in the number of violent crimes that are being committed by school-age kids. Yeah. Uh, there was a story that came out that said last year, for example, there's no, I don't have updated data, but last year attributed to the story, and nine, 8% of the arrests for murder last year were school-age children 17 years and younger, 9% of the shootings, 32% of the robberies, and 49% of the carjackings. So these kids being lost to the street, they're becoming the next generation of hardcore violent criminals. So, so the damage that they're doing is generational. It, this is generational damage. So let me ask you this. You see the same story as I see. The 69-year-old man that was beat, kicked in the face, stomped yesterday. The numerous carjackings that you just spoke of. 11-year-olds are involved in this. Should we not have a system in place that forbids these kids from commingling with other kids? And maybe then we can provide a safe haven for these kids? Or, or in, in, I want to know if you think it's working to dumb down the test results, to dumb down the kids. See, when we, you and I were kids, we had a benefit. Kids who were problem, kids who were trouble, and kids who couldn't keep up were separated so that the kids who wanted to learn, the kids who wanted to be good people, were able to thrive. When you mix in the gangbangers, when you mix in the carjackers, when you mix in the failed students, aren't you harming the kids that want to do well? Haven't we gone through, down this experiment of pretending that people are all, all one character? Or should we go back to a system that separates the bad from the good? Well, look, you know, when I was superintendent, we created the, uh, the, uh, a massive alternative schools network for those specific kids that had violated the zero tolerance policy or had been released from incarceration. Uh, and so we got them back into school, but we got them into alternative schools. So you need to have alternative school programs. But look, what we've got to do the first thing, first, the first thing is we've got to provide every family with educational choice. In other words, we've got to provide direct funding to families so that they can pick the school on where they want to send their kids. That's number one, period. We've got to make that happen. We need a 100% school choice system. So the poor kids have education. They're, right now, they're, the quality of their schools is dependent on their, their zip code. Number two, we've got to empower the community to where when we have a failing school, we shut that school down and we turn it over to a high-performing uh, 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 a charter school. That's what they're doing in Indianapolis with the Renaissance schools and in Denver. That's what they're doing in Camden. That's what they're doing in cities. When schools are failing, you need to get rid of the current union-dominated, collectively bargaining, uh, bargained, strangled model, and you need to replace it. Uh, you need to pick a high-performing school model. You need to replace it. And that's so right now, right now, what you're saying, we actually have an opportunity. You've got 27% of teachers that voted to go ahead and teach the kids and open the schools. 27%. That's not, that's not a small number, really. That's right. You've, you've got 73% of the mafia that voted to sit on their fat derrieres and collect money until they felt safe and secure. I also feel that perhaps 
a large portion of those teachers are the ones that are are letting these kids down to where they cannot form sentences and really do have a helpless, hopeless future. How can you fire them? And is there a way now that the, the government, both locally and nationally, has poured billions of dollars, that they've taken the money and absconded with it, can we not now act and break the back of this communist organization led by the Marxist Sharkey? Well, well, if the mayor, you know, you know, if the mayor wanted to, and I articulated this, I did a column uh, that I posted on on Facebook. Paul Ballas is my public Facebook, and also I was a guest columnist for John Cass, as you know, John Cass is his website, and he's yeah. been uh, he's gone independent now, and he's. And he's always spoken his mind, but the and he big I, fan. I love that Greek. Facebook. I love him. Yeah, it was called no. There is no choice but school choice. And I talk about how the city, if they wanted to, could go in, because uh, you know um, until I think twenty twenty five or twenty six, the mayor is still going to control the school board, and they could create a hundred percent school choice district in Chicago. She has or he has whoever succeeds her. Uh, whether it's a he or she, they have the power they, and they have the authority to do that. So I would create an Indiana-type school choice system where parochial schools, private schools, it didn't matter. Uh, you could pick your school. That's number one. Uh, uh, that It would be a boon to the archdiocese and some of these private schools. The archdiocese would love to fill their classrooms. Number two, I would lift the cap on charters and would invite more charter operators to come in to take over failing schools. And and, and so when you have a failing school, you reopen that. And number three, I would restructure the school day and the school year like we did in New Orleans so that those schools were open six days a week so that those school campuses were open uh, through eight o'clock so you would have evening activities, etc. So those schools would be more than just academic centers. They would be centers uh, where kids could receive counseling, where parents could receive training, guidance. I mean, that's what I would do. That's what I would mandate. The mayor so, can do that. The mayor can do those things. She has the power to do it, and she'll continue to have the power to do it until the new elected school board goes into effect. But I don't anticipate she will. Well, why don't you run, damn it? I mean, really, do so, Paul. I mean, come on now. You, you could do this, and you could run on what you just said. And parents across the city will understand that you want to make it actually better. And you want to break what's wrong with it. The timing is right. Can't you just declare, damn it? And, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'll work on you calling yourself a Democrat later. But I well, need I it. That. I mean, why, well, why me don't you just in, do it? Let me point out that in Chicago, it's an open primary. So you don't run as Republican or Democrat. So, uh, look, you know, I, you know, I haven't ruled out anything at this point. But the reality of the situation is, it, it, is as you know, it, it takes. You've got to get, you have to have a lot of financial support to, to win uh, in, in these type of elections. And the business community, whether it's me or someone else, I mean, the people in this community have got to find somebody who can run the city. I mean, my God, find somebody who can run the city. Find somebody who has a vision for the city. Paul, you, got, you, you have a good name. Listen to me. People think you're a good guy. I know you're a good guy. <laughs> And you run on that. Listen to me. And then you just say, and by the way, I don't want any developer to throw a $5,000 a plate fundraiser like they own this mentalist costume wearing Lightfoot and run against the very corruption that we all know is there. And by the way, we're all sick of it. And I think you stand a chance. The timing is right. 
do something, and I'll help you. I'll help you, and well, I don't I like pre- Democrats. I don't like Democrats. I, I'll help you. I, pre- I appreciate that. And, I, and, and of course, I, I always enjoy uh, being a guest in your show. Let me point out, though, that, you know, I've been talking about this for a number of years now, and, and I wasn't doing it because running for mayor is on my bucket list. I challenged Ron Emanuel because for a while there, it doesn't, didn't look like anyone was going to challenge him. And many of the problems we've inherited right now are, are a product of his ineffective leadership. But at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to comment on not only schools, but also public safety and budget and finance. And we'll see how things, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things transpire. The point is, I hope this time the teachers' union have shot themselves in the foot and that people in a, a push for, to create a, a 100% school choice system will, will become kind of a groundswell because it's the only way. I, you know, I want to close with one, one more comment. We are bleeding middle, middle class from this city. When I graduated high school, there were 50% of the Chicagoans were middle, middle income. Today, 16% are pre-COVID. And when you take the residency requirements out, mandatory residency, it's in the single digits. And the biggest exodus the last 10 years has been black, black middle class uh, uh, families with children, massive exodus, 257,000. They are fleeing the community for two reasons, crime and school. Because it's character. You know, I I, I wish we could get away from, I know you have to do that because you're right and it proves the point, but it's the character of people more than the color of them, and that's what Chicago needs again. Absolutely. Somebody somebody who cares about the character more than the color, because people of all colors will want somebody to succeed, and you could succeed, and I'm imploring you to do something. Thank you. All right. It's not just because I have real estate holdings. Listen, thank you very much, Paul (laughs) Vallis. I love you coming on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. I personally think that Paul Vallis could make a difference. But I also think it's going to be a hard road if he doesn't want to jump in now. I don't think you got time to wait. I think the timing is right. I think the people are nauseated. I think the mafia knows it's got some issues if, if people of courage stand up. See, that's what they're afraid of. That's why they're panicking now to rig the vote. That's why the intimidation over the so-called insurrection anniversary. Are you fracking kidding me? Now, kid, do I have to go to break again at the bottom of the hour? Squirrel hands? I don't want to go. Am I going to have to go to break now? I just got rolling. We're going to have to go to break. All right. I'll tell you what, I want to play some clips. Let's listen to the rest. And by the way, when I get back, I'm going to take your calls. 312-642-5600. I went long with Paul Vallis, and I did it for a very specific reason. I think Paul Vallis is not a Democrat. I think the Democrat Party has been taken over by the Marxist Mafia. I think it's been clear and evident in sewer of Chicago. I think there's other issues that Paul Vallis would take on. I think it is time for people who have been pretending that they're Democrats, pretending they're Republicans, to start a third party or start something new or talk about getting the secession movement or something. Because to continue down this path with these frauds 
who are guaranteeing that they are going to rig the system against the honest man so that the nation in Chicago need to be stopped. Um, just as he did when he went to the House regarding uh, the infrastructure bill, can we see that? And back on the speech again, I know you can't give out everything, however, um, in calling out Trump, is he also going to speak directly to his own party that has stood in the way of the filibuster? Well, again, I would just note that tomorrow, while he will touch on voting rights, is not a voting a speech about voting rights. And he will have more to say about that soon in terms of the local. He doesn't know what the hell he's going to say. He's a national embarrassment. And those people who have been lying to themselves, calling themselves Democrats, calling themselves moderates, are sick of it as well. This is the time for people of character to stand up. Now, not everybody can recognize and has the ability to move. I, I get it. But something has to change in these Democrat strongholds, in these sewers of corruption and failure where it thrives, where it's business as usual, where there is no future. Quite honestly, what is the future of Chicago when neighborhood after neighborhood, from uptown to Humble Park to the rest of it, just has to continue to go through the kind of mayhem that has become commonplace, has become regular. From Humboldt Park, a 28-year-old man is recovering after being shot while trying to buy a pair of shoes. Police say the victim met the 18-year-old seller at 8.45 last night on Lawndale near Augusta. As the victim reached for his money, the seller pulled out a gun and shot that man in the shoulder. A brutal attack on a 69-year-old man captured on camera just a day after Christmas in the Uptown neighborhood. We can't. It's all the same. And it'll be tonight. I just can't do the, 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 the live updates. It'll be tonight, and tomorrow there'll be another 30 people. People of character have to step up and make sure that the people of good character feel safe by guaranteeing to put away the predators among us. By changing the system as it sits that rewards the predators among us and re-victimizes the victims. 312-642-5600. When I get back, I will take all of your calls after this. So I'm listening to the uh, news during the break and the woman pleading for the high school kids who shot into the van and killed people and the mayhem that goes on throughout these Democrat mafia strongholds perpetrated by kids that are in some cases, 10 years old. And you realize that the only reason Biden sits in office and what's going on right now, I get a news update just now, just now, is a fight to extend the child tax credits where you're paying the parents of these derelicts $300 a month. And they're calling it a success because it somehow lifts kids out of poverty. Why? Because you welfare them out of poverty. And in the meantime, it just devolves into some third world hellhole. And they're protected. And the people who pretend to be the teachers and the pretend to be the parents continue to get the welfare. And the Democrat Party gets stronger. And they rig the vote. And how? As society collapses. Because they promise more government cheese. That's the real problem. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, nobody's ever going to take on the Chicago Teachers Union because the Chicago Teachers Union takes, uh, gets the politicians elected in Chicago. So why would I shoot if, if I did? Those are the people who walk the precincts, knock on doors, pass out the literature. It's not about that, brother. You know that. You're smarter well, than that's that. that's exactly what it's about. No, it's not. If it's about the government it, welfare. It's what I just said. It's about the money oh, for no, nothing. I'm not saying that's not part of it. It's the welfare for the teachers. But the teachers are the ones that work and get the, those politicians elected so they get the government cheese. 
That's how you they know, do it. You know, Kevin, you and I, nobody's for the most, nobody's you and I, for the most part, live in states where yeah. this kind of this kind of open and notorious mafia called the teachers' union couldn't exist. This union couldn't exist in these states that I live in. They couldn't exist in Texas. That's my point. That's my point. So, they so let me ask you this. Because Let's they just, fought precincts for these people to get those politicians in. Two guys talking and over a fine cigar. Two guys talking over a fine cigar. The way we talk. Yeah. Right? Sure. How can you yeah. fix the sewer? And shouldn't you just separate from it? You're going to pretend it's about walking districts? So I'm a Republican. I'm going to walk Mike Madigan's mafia district. I'm going to knock on a door. Hey, 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 Joey O'Connor. Joey O'Connor, I know you and your father and your brother and your cousins, and I know you all work for the streets and sands. I know you all got the mystical, magical pension. I know your cousin Joey drives for Ed Burke. What are we going to do? You're going to vote for me and set yourself free? Or you want to just make sure that your kid can walk for that same scam? How do you fix it? If you, how do you fix it? If you convince those guys in streets and sand uh, that you know what, I'm going to get you better schools, and by the way, I might you get some of the money yeah. that goes in the Chicago schools will go in your pocket. So when you send them to the Catholic schools, it won't be hard of a burn. Yeah, they might walk a precinct for you. you I wonder how many. Valley. I wonder how many Paul honest guys. I can do that. I wonder. Huh? Right, I think so too. But I wonder how many guys in in Palermo, Sicily, thought that they could beat the mafia. I'm not. Uh, I'm not talking about Palermo City. I'm talking about who yeah. the Chicago. Nobody's going to take. I'm on talking the about the same European socialist corrupt scam that the the, the yeah. Democrat strongholds like New York, okay. New Jersey, Chicago, and California live on now. And I'm thinking that the, the only way to do it is to take the 21 states like the two we live in and just secede. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bart in his car. Hey, Daddy. Oh, good to talk to you. What kind of cigar are you smoke? It looks like an avo. It is. That's the one I stick with. Stick with a winner, kid. That's what I tell my wife. Okay, the Avo Cinco or what? Yes, the Avo Cinco. Groovy. Nicaragua. Okay, man, remember when teachers used to be revered and a, and a thing of respect, and now their union has drug them down to the point where they're like any other hustler, just on the make, looking out for themselves. And the streets and fan guys, at least in Bridgeport, by the way, they're not going to change their mind. They're in on the hustle. They're in the bar at 3 o'clock. they still got their Nokia phone going. You know, they're still being paid on you know the gig you know while sad. they're drinking. They're talking crap. I used to know these guys, and I knew them in my old neighborhood. And I would, you know, they would think the way we do about capitalism. They would think the way we do about right. opening business. And then when when election year came around, what did they do? They voted for the same mafia members. So to a certain extent, I say, eh, you got what you voted for. But I, I still am, am sad for the 27% of teachers that held out, for the 30% of, yeah. of people who live in these neighborhoods who want better for their kids in the future. And uh, I hope to God that a guy like Paul Vallis can change it. I think it can happen, but if it doesn't happen now, brother, it ain't ever going to happen. Bart, you know I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Oh. Eduardo, um, if I take you now, I'm going to shortchange you. i got to go to break in about nine seconds. I'm not going to do it to you. But I am going to use you as a pivot because what we're going to talk about is January 6th. It's what you want to talk about. I want to play this Merrickless or Merrick Garland, the scum that he is, the fair-faced rat, that's in charge of the Department of Justice. But we're going to have to do it after the break. All right, so, Petey, take us to break, and then we'll be back after this. Now you're talking, Petey. That's it, baby. Crank it up a little bit. Love it, love it. I had a relative who's not just a relative. Someone I was raised with who I love to death. Correct me on my use 
of mafia. He gets nervous for me. Don't get nervous, cuz. Don't worry about a thing. You remember me. Number one. Number two, this is a Marxist mafia. This is the real gangster government. And I don't just mean because they're in the gambling and drug business now. I'm talking about the way they intimidate. They extort. I'm talking about the way they knuckle you under and give you the old-fashioned talking to. The actions we have taken thus far will not be our last. The Justice Department remains committed to holding all January 6 perpetrators at any level accountable under law, whether they... If only they were accountable under law. But what you're trying to do from a position of power is intimidate people who supported the opposition of the Marxist mafia that gave this Merrick Garland, this ferret-faced rat, a position where he can misuse law as a spear instead of the shield American law was intended. This is the real mafia, cuz. It isn't three guys talking about the line on the, on, on the, 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 the Paul game that bumped my show. This is real organized extortion, intimidation, and mafia. They were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. We will follow the facts wherever they lead. He means make them up for whatever we need. He's not interested in facts. He's not interested in law. He's interested in protecting the Marxist mafia. And that's exactly what it is. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, Sean, I was so happy to see that rampage over there in Kazakhstan. That's that's how that messed up the media on the eve of uh, January 6th. That was so great to see that. Yeah, because here's the thing. I'm not, look it, I wouldn't have dirtied my shoes by going in the Capitol on January 6th. I understand the frustration. I also understand exactly what Epps was doing. I understand how they needed to exploit the break-in of what we saw after they were forced to release the video of both the idiots that created vandalism and the innocent morons that were led by their noses by Epps to perpetrate a crime so it could be used against anybody that didn't support this diaper-wearing dementia patient. This Marxist mafia needs to be president. I see the scam. But to, to call what, what, what that happened as an insurrection without a weapon, without any real violence, to lock people up for months and months without the right of due process, to use and misuse the power of the so-called Department of Justice as an intimidation wing that would make the Third Reich blush is what the real intention is here. Would you not agree? I think I scared Eduardo. All right, Eduardo, I left you on the line. But I don't, I don't need the Eduardo to chime in. I got the real deal. Gestapo. Of the Fourth Reich. Because January 6th was an unprecedented attack on the seat of our democracy, we understand that there is broad public interest in our investigation. We understand. If only it was an investigation. Somebody show me the communications of post op Demerol High Pelosi. Somebody show me I want her text messages from January 6th. I want them. I want to see them. In fact, I want to see, I want to see Epps's text messages from December. I want to see them from November 4th all the way up to January 6th. I want to see them all. 
and that there are questions about how long the investigation will take and about what exactly we are doing. Our answer is, and will continue to be, the same answer we would give to, with respect to any ongoing investigation. As long as it takes, and whatever it takes, for justice to be done, consistent with the facts and the law. I want to see the Nooner Harris. I want to see her text messages. I want to see them right after the... Uh, the outcome, I guess. The staged outcome. I want to see them from January or from November 4th to January 7th. I want to see the text messages of the VP. I want to see everything. Let the people see everything. But you can't do that, can you, Merrick? Ferret face Garland. Alright. It was uh, a different kind of show, but I had fun. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 